We're dedicating this episode to Miss Trans America pageant and Miss Trans New England pageant creator Krista Leigh Steele Nudslian. Steele Nudslian was the first trans woman in 2018 to be murdered that we know of. Um, I also knew her, not super close, but I did know her. Uh, I competed in Miss Trans New England a couple years back, and it was a formative part of my life, and it really gave me a lot of confidence in my transition. Um, I came in third, I believe it was. Uh, so that said, on the Patreon, I'm going to re-upload the video of me doing stand-up at Miss Trans New England. A lot has changed. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for supporting. Here's the show proper. Is It Transphobic? We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2018. My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am the creator and producer of the Is It Transphobic podcast, and I want to thank everyone who listened, commented, and supported us in 2017. Oh, that sound can mean only one thing. It's time to welcome our favorite entity who is meant to be on the show with me, JPEG Format. Hello, Ashley. JPEG Format, I've missed you. It has been some time. Hey, sorry I didn't tell you about the other episodes, JPEG, I... Ashley, it is alright. I have a new piece for you to analyze. Oh, that, that sounds great, JPEG. The Orville, Season 1, Episode 3, entitled About a Girl. I've already covered that on the Is It Transphobic Facebook group. Yes, but now you're going to talk with a panel about whether the series creator, Seth MacFarlane, can create trans narratives. You're mad that I didn't call you, aren't you, JPEG? Ashley, an entity like me doesn't get mad. You... you get even? Just remember, you said that Ashley, not me, Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy, American Dad, and the Cleveland Show amongst others has been obsessed with space and Star Trek, as evidenced by inserting various Star Trek cameos and jokes into his other properties, and his role as producer of the 2014 remake of Carl Sagan's Cosmos, about a girl whose episode's title is in reference to Nirvana's song by the same title, was met with critical praise and condemnation in equal measure. It was? Some chose to praise the show's attempt at tackling high concept and ethical topics, while others criticized it for not having a consistent message about men LGBTQIA groups but, in particular, trans people, a group McFarlane has had a hard enough time differentiating from gay men. Well, starting us off with a nice light topic. Thank you, JPEG. Anytime. Now, let's hear from Ashley and panel. <laughs> we, I, I usually start. Why don't we just kind of, since we've already messed up the order anyway. There, would you like to introduce yourself first with your name, pronouns, and a little about yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Bear. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. I'm an actor, student, model, drag queen in the city. 
Uh, hi, I'm Kelsey. I uh, see him pronouns. I'm a writer, actor, um, free spirit, space alien. All right. <laughs> but um, not the kind we're about to talk about. No, that is a, yeah, yeah. Mm. We're already discussing I just made myself ourselves. sad about space <laughs> aliens. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, uh, and my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator, editor, and producer of the Isla Transphobic Podcast. I'm also a playwright. I use she, her pronouns. And yeah, I am not a reptilioid masquerading as a human trying to infiltrate society. But you know what? You well, know what they say when people say, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so speaking of horrifying <laughs> aliens and <laughs> just everything awful, let's let's talk about the Orville. Um, yeah. so we we unfortunately do. Uh, I mean, you watched it. You may as you well. You had a chance not to show up, and you chose yeah. to come. Well, yeah. So. On my end, I had been hearing from a lot of people. Like, A, I had heard from a couple of articles that they were, yeah. like, they were talking about the first two episodes of the Oracle were a little rough, and then it started get, hitting its stride by this episode uh, as far as a show, and specifically that the, but the, the way that they went about talking about gender and trans issues in this episode, which, to be clear, they don't specifically talk about trans issues it's not they about do trans say things, the but they word do. transgender they throw they a lot of terminology <laughs> around yeah. but they don't say that's what they're actually talking right, about they, yeah. do they say a lot of actually say transgender right. at least once because yeah, I, I, I heard it i watched it well the thing that oh, and i did a quick hot take is what I'm I watched her yeah. hot take. Yeah. I, I think I may do this a little bit more in the future, just a quick Ashley Rogers hot take if I really feel like it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, so I'll try not to do a lot of the talking, but just to kind of introduce um, a lot of friends in the sci-fi community are basically like in love with this show. And they're saying Please. that it's, it's like, no, this is what Star Trek should be. And it's no. just like, really? Oh, fucking really? Like, so have you watched more than just this episode? I have not. Yeah, I, I watched the first three episodes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Kelsey, Kelsey, also, I really wanted to bring you in on this one because you covered both Family Guy mm -hmm. and uh, two episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation with yes. me on on the podcast. So why don't I just get some general impressions? Actually, before we go into general impressions, would one of you like to sum up the episode? Like, how what was the episode about? Okay. I'll try. Oh, um, so hi, Mavreen. I never actually said that. Hi, Mavreen. <laughs> okay, so um, there is a crew member on this Star Trek ripoff, I mean homage show, mm -hmm. who is introduced in the very first episode as being from a species that is single gender. They're, and then they go on to clarify that means they're all male, which... We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. So they're all male, and he has a partner. And in the third episode, he comes to the captain, and he says, me and my partner were having a baby. And there's a supposed to be, I think, comedic scene where they try to figure out how it's possible for two males to have a baby. There's an egg, and it, so like he goes off to incubate his egg. And when the baby is born, they discover that it's a female and so it's revealed to the crew that when this supposedly single gender 
species actually does occasionally have females born and they do corrective surgery to make the babies male like to the point where they literally refer to the baby as she and then to post-surgical babies as he so they you know they, they put it forward as such and the crew is of course appalled that you would you know perform surgery on a baby and change the gender and why do you hate women and and they they try to convince uh their fellow crew member not to do this by showing him the old claymation rudolph the red-nosed reindeer mm. which somehow like he's just inspired and he realizes that differences are good and therefore he should let his daughter grow up to be whatever she wants to be and then he gets in conflict with his husband i forget if they use the term husband but his yeah. his partner mm. about whether or not they should do the surgery the partner thinks they should the partner then reveals that he was also one of these babies that was born female and has had the surgery and thinks that it's good because it means that he was accepted by society and not an outcast and because they can't come to a decision it comes down to the other members of their society to basically arbitrate on their behalf and they go to trial and they ask the um the first officer uh who is the ex-wife of the captain to be their lawyer i guess and it gets into this complicated like um let's debate like whether or not women are and females can be as good and strong and smart as males and whether it's fair to subject this baby to a life where it would be considered an outsider in society if they were to not change its gender mm. and spoiler alert because i assume we are going to tell you oh, yeah. no, everything we're, we're going to tell you and, how you know, this spoiler alert they lose the trial mm -hmm. Um, they do, they do discover a hermit living in the mountains who is a baby that was born female and the parents decided not to change her. So they like lived in the mountains the whole life, mm. but she turns out to be like one of their greatest like authors, which is really important to their society. And so they kind of like, everyone's really struck like, oh, I guess women can do what men can do because we all revere this what? male author who turned out to be an old lady. But then they lose the trial and the baby is, is subjected to the surgery and the parents come together after and they have a conversation about how they still love each other and they still love their, their son and that they are going to, you know, continue to be a family together, even though the crew member sort of regrets the fact that they were, that he was forced to allow this to happen to his child. So what are some general impressions uh, you got while watching, like, are, are, was there anything that stuck out to you more than, like, just immediately, I remember this, this really stuck with me from the episode? Honestly, I was really bored for most of it. It, I had a heart, it really did not keep my attention. Like, I had to keep, like, going back and rewatching because I kept like spacing out because it was honestly so boring. I can um, tell you the other two episodes are even boringer. I can't They're imagine. really dull. Um, so that's like <laughs> I, all I can really remember about it. Like other than like the offensive moments, I don't remember much because there's just not, there's nothing memorable about the show. Mm. <laughs> I mean, because for me, the the big thing, and it was in my my 
quick hot take, it was absolutely the fact that a medical officer was using the term sex change. Mm. Like that stuck with me. It's just like, you're a futuristic medical officer. People now, (laughs) medical professionals now don't use that term. Well, it's interesting that you uh, should say that because this actually speaks to both my problem with the Orville and my problem with a lot of Star Trek too. Mm. And, you know, we we talked about the two Star Trek episodes and there's Mm. the outsider, which is gender as a metaphor for same sex relationships, which doesn't make sense. And then there's the other one with the, the parasites yeah, that can the be the gender of whatever its host yep. is, or yeah, the, mm-hmm. the symbiote rather. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking about it then when we were saying, you know, the 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 job of science fiction and Star Trek at its best really does do this, and Star Trek at its worst doesn't. But the job is to think. It's literally like we live in this utopian society, right? We fixed our problems with racism and we fixed our problems with sexism and we're at peace with the, you know, whole world and all of this great stuff. And let's think about like the best possible future. And then when they try to tackle these issues that are today's issues, all these people talk like they're, you know, from the 90s, Mm. you know, and we had that problem when we were talking about, um, her being like, I'm okay that you're a symbiote that's living in, in, in the body of my friend who hasn't consented to have sex with me. And that's cool. And we're going to have a relationship, but Oh, your, your, your new host is female. And I humans as a species just aren't there yet. Hmm. And like, I feel like this is even is doing exactly that where it's, you're, 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 you're already on the wrong foot when you have a science fiction show where people have not considered like they're they're not even on our level never mind the future level they start talking about biology and they're all horrified that you would perform you know gender reassignment surgery or on a a child but at the same time you know everyone else on the crew is like well she's a female and supposed to be female and this is how biology works there's men and women and like you know and it's it's equally in the dark ages so at that point you're set up to fail. Your your story cannot do mm. anything meaningful if you're not even going to treat your society as though it is in as in enlightened as you're saying that it is. Mm. You know, and, and that's always been my 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 struggle with uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Mm. You know, with all the rules where they couldn't show same sex relationships on that show, and and there were a lot of logistical problems where I, you know, I got the same feeling from that. I'm just like, I don't believe that this is the future mm. bear i'm curious also have you watched any star trek are you a trek person uh 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 I'm, the answer can be no that's fine no, the you answer can hate is, it um i really only know like original star trek like mm. i'm a big shatner star trek mm. so that that yes. that is where my star trek knowledge lies <laughs> mm-hmm. my partner is a huge star trek person and mm. is more into the i guess i guess you can't really call it newer but not as old Star Trek. But the not Shatner. But my, yeah, yeah my, my knowledge mm. tends to end after Shatner. Mm. The greatest actor of our time. <laughs> of any time. And singer. And Jewish. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, yeah. Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> by the way. Um, <laughs> so in that case, I'm curious particularly, because I know that they, they pulled a lot from Next Gen. Yes, um, sure. But I'm curious if you can, if either of you can kind of talk about with your knowledge, even with like the, the original Star Trek as well, mm. 
why would people feel like they might say, this is the new Star Trek. This is what Star Trek should be. Like, what can you put your finger on it? I don't know how to say it in a not in a polite way. I I am <laughs> as the producer of this podcast, I am totally fine with you putting it in a non-polite way. Well, I think it speaks a lot to to what I was just saying about mm. like the limitations of where you're trying to imagine a future that is more evolved and mm. more more liberal for lack of a better mm. term, you know, um and you do what you can, but of course there are, you know, rules networks have rules and whoever's producing it is going to say you know the the uhura and kurt kiss in right. in the original mm -hmm. was only it was going to be pulled and they had to intentionally flub every other take so they had to put that first interracial television kiss in mm -hmm. so even then and it continued to be a thing with next gen they weren't allowed to show same-sex relationships on the show so you have a problem where these things talk the talk, mm. but they don't always walk the walk. So if you don't want a future that is very gay, queer, if you don't want a future that is gender equal, that is racially equal, mm. you can watch these shows very easily from that lens. Mm. They, and it's a nice way for like everybody to kind of feel like they got what they want without actually really committing. And so I, I always feel like that's one of the problems where, you know, and you'll, it'll happen to people who love, you know, if you love the same Trek episode, mm -hmm. you might have a completely different take than the person you're speaking to. And so if you're not really mm -hmm. looking for a very progressive, very, you know, queer world, then you might not mind the Orville but you know the show opens literally it opens with he discovers his wife is cheating on him and he just goes off the rails and becomes like a like bad at his job mm -hmm. and like the Orville is the ship that he gets like his last chance to like prove that he's not a complete loser and it's like really <laughs> that old mm -hmm tired dumb premise mm -hmm. and you know like and then the wife comes back and she's so sorry and it was just a mistake but he was never there and like you're already set up with like 90s not even 2017 but like 90s gender roles here sure. so for me i'm looking at it going like i could i could watch family guy you know i could mm -hmm. watch anything that would that would you know for this like i was looking for mm -hmm for science fiction, for forward yeah. thinking, for imagination, for difference. Mm. Um, and I didn't find it. But if you don't care about that, you get cool looking aliens, you get spaceships. I mean, I'm not terribly enthused by the design, but you know, if, if you like it, like it's got all the, the bells and whistles. Mm. So I think it really depends on, you know, people talk a lot about like, well, the point is that like, we recognize that the captain is a mediocre white man and, and that's kind of the point of the show and everybody can just sort of acknowledge it. And you're like, yeah, but he's still a captain and he kind of gets away with everything. So like, mm. what do you really, like you get, you get both worlds. You get to say, Hey, I like this progressive thing. That's not actually that progressive. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think the other thing is because this is a glorified piece of fan fiction, 
it literally looks like they've got the transitions that next gen had they've yeah. got the like set style the that weird next gen empty had. beige set yeah like they specifically are making a fan fiction which fine but i don't feel like i need to watch i don't feel like i need to give money or viewership to someone's yeah. fan fiction if they're fucking it up in my opinion well yeah. and also like i feel like this is this style has been done many a time because we do mm. love it because i mean there's a reason star trek has been done so many times and mm. this idea of space travel has been done so many times like futurama is one of my favorite shows and how many yeah. times do they reference star trek a million and it's hilarious and it's great or like um one of my favorite shows red dwarf takes this concept yes. and does something different with it but like if you're not gonna change anything why bother i think that's my issue with the orville is it feels like the family guy episodes where they are making fun of star trek and you're just doing that expanded like you didn't do anything new to the format it doesn't look different it doesn't feel different the writing isn't different it's just another copy of what's already been done for decades and decades like why bother if you're because not gonna change seth, seth mcfarland was like hey i have a lot of money and people let me do whatever mm -hmm. i want i'd love to be jim kirk let's do that yeah. which him. just makes me resent <laughs> it more oh sorry can you just lower the mic stand a little yeah. bit yeah there you go yeah. you're good oh, there they are. <laughs> headsets super yeah. high tech <laughs> so yeah yeah but no exactly yeah. so on that note, because I wanted to open this up a little bit more from just this episode to Seth MacFarlane in general. And again, he's been, got, he got a lot of praise for this episode. Yeah. Okay, but, okay. Okay. Like, so, like, this was my first time watching it, but when I, when it came out, I do remember I read all the articles talking about it, and everything that I read was talking about how horrible and shitty it is. Mm. Like, I'm surprised to hear that this is being lauded by anyone at all because from the articles that my bubble was sharing and that mm. I was reading and from what I saw, like there wasn't anything progressive or noteworthy about this episode at all. So it's confusing to me that anyone would praise him for anything about this garbage. Mm. I actually had a couple of trans friends who not only loved the show, really enjoyed this episode did they say why they saw the, it's it's part of it is because they like seth MacFarlane's style and part of it is because it started going down a lot of paths that were interesting but at the same time i can't get behind that logic i can't get behind that and that's i'm not a no no i disagree I think, and and it's my, it's both my my uh, big overall can complaint about this episode mm. and about him in general. Mm. This episode to me, and what a lot of people are talking about how messy it is, and they're like, I'm not even sure what it was about. Was it about yeah. trans issues? Cool. Was it about sexism? Was mm. it about like what's going on here? It's yeah. so messy. Mm -hmm. And we know this is not the first time he's tried to talk about trans issues and mm -hmm. you can see an attempt to be like, he's not being like trans people are evil. He's clearly like, you know, even with the problematic mm -hmm. aspects, you can see the strings of like, I want to talk about like how we should accept people or whatever he's trying mm -hmm. to do. It's like, he just took every cursory thing that's out there in, in, in culture right now about gender 
including like, you know, feminism stuff and trans stuff and whatever, and just smooshed them all together and threw them out there without actually speaking to a trans person, mm -hmm. doing real research, like, you know, there's lots of terminology. Like my thing was like, I was like, I don't feel like this is supposed to be about being transgender. Like, mm. I feel like this is about a super misogynistic society mm. that doesn't like women. So they turn all the women into men somehow. Mm. And the humans are the ones who go, why would you perform transgender surgery on a baby? You mm. know? So like, they're the ones that bring that terminology mm. into it. So part of me was like, but, and that's sort of what it was like a smorgasbord of, mm. you know, the arguments that like, well, we have to turn everybody into a woman because women are weak and stupid. Mm. And like, and then they just like, they're saying they're going to perform a medical procedure, but they don't say mm. what it is, but it's clearly more than anything. Like it's clearly yeah. got some kind of hormonal thing. Cause the point is, and then we'll make them grow up big and strong and smart like males. And it's, mm. It's bizarre. And mm. I feel like that's every time he's like, I want to say something profound and helpful mm. to about this community and teach people. And then he doesn't learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my biggest problem with this is that a lot of things were started and then like half baked, but then nothing was actually said at the end. Like it wasn't actually about anything. Mm. Which is like, it just like, it felt like a lot of pieces were started and then like a lot, there was a lot of loose ends that weren't tied up at the end. Cause again, was it about being trans? Was mm. it about male and female being something that's physical and biological? Was it about misogyny? What, it just, a lot I'm of like, things were pulled in. What, what message the hell were you trying did you to go say? on to? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even sure if I should be offended because I'm not sure what he was talking about. Like, I just don't, I don't know yeah. what the point was. I don't know mm. where he was trying to go or what he was trying to do with it. Mm. And was he trying to pat himself on the back and go, like, I kind of brought up trans things. We said transgender. Like, good for me. Yeah, I crushed like, it. But I didn't mm -hmm. actually put anything out there that's, like, Mm. Right. Well, there are one or two comments from some of the human crew members about like, why not let her decide for herself when she's yeah. older, which also rings very mm, with me, but I'm, it's yeah, better, it's, but it's, it's not. But again, good. it just feels like he just yeah. took a, a, a sentence mm. from like some message board where people were yeah. talking about, mm -hmm. you know, gender and being like, don't tell babies what gender they are. Let them figure it out for themselves. And he was yeah. like, great. Like, oh, yeah. uh -huh. and, and like even if the parts that they were trying to be like yes let people let her figure out her own gender they were still mm -hmm. conflating gender with physical attributes yeah right with like oh well the gender changes based on this medical procedure which we all vaguely know what that means mm -hmm. and it's like but that's not even what gender is about like we're already stuck on this idea that gender is biological and physical which We've already lost at this point. Right. And there are only two genders. There's male and female. Right, like, right. Everybody two, in the galaxy acknowledges that. There's only two ways to be born. We all know mm. this. So when we started at that point, mm. we were gone. Like, we've lost it. Well, and this this also leads into another thing that I, uh, I believe I threw out in, the, in, in my hot take, is that there is a very real analog in real life to a group of people that this happens to. Intersex yes, babies. Of course. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I you, didn't figure out that that's what we were trying to talk about either. Yeah. Like 
I assume not. Like, I think he conflated intersex with trans, and you can be trans and intersex, and you can be, or you can not be trans and intersex. Right. Um, and so to conflate them all is very much, sorry about that, I just kind of grazed you. Um, but yeah, like, it, it reminds me very much of his statement when he was talking about Quagmire's dad episode, where he said something like, oh, like, I, I'm always confused when the gays are angry because I thought that they're, they should know that I'm on their side. And it's just like, you're talking about trans people! Like, like uh, so... But that, that, that thing, and it's, it's the Orville is like that in every aspect. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't have to really know anything about this. Mm. I can just yeah. make it, and apparently a lot of fans love it, mm. and I don't have to learn anything or think of something original. I can just make a really terrible 90s sitcom with a bunch of people who are acting like this is their first college acting course, and people will give me... <laughs> A, you know, talk yeah. about how great I am and look at the service that I'm doing for the trans community and all mm -hmm. this stuff. Like, I wouldn't say I don't blame him, but I almost can't blame him because it's working, you know? And I think mm -hmm. I found it really difficult, like, to watch this. It was very triggering for me. And I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was just this sense of, like, I had just wandered into the worst part of the internet and everybody was mm -hmm. yelling at me about what gender is and they got to put it in this, you know, framework of something that I love and would just give anything to be like given the money and been like ape Star Trek make a Star Trek comedy mm. go like that yeah. would be amazing mm. and I could put trans analogy in there I have a dozen stories in my computer right now that are analogies science fiction and fantasy analogies for being trans like I could do that mm. why is this guy doing it and doing it so badly <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. Hmm. So why don't we talk about, uh, because we've talked a lot about what he's put into the Orville. We've talked a little bit about some of the other transgressions he's done. Let's talk about what he didn't do in the Orville that he has done in the past with other shows and episodes when it comes to trans folk. Well, when the crew member found out that his partner used to be, quote unquote, uh, was yeah. born the female he didn't have to throw up for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So that's an improvement. Mm -hmm. And he was actually like really pretty, like not, he didn't mind. He was just like, oh, well then you shouldn't want to change the baby. But he mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't, he wasn't objecting. Mm -hmm. And they had a little thing like, why didn't you tell me? But it didn't get too weird. So yeah, that wasn't he, terrible. He, he was, he, there was like, there was a fight, but he was like, I'm not mad that that's who you are, I'm mad that you didn't tell me. Yes! And I was like, that's interesting. Fuck you. Sorry, right. yeah, that... Like, mm. But I liked, yeah. I liked his partner's there, response. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like he listened like, to his partner's right. response. No, so but I, I almost mm. kind of liked, because yeah, exactly. since we know that is a comment that is thrown at trans people so mm. much, like, that was almost a moment where I was like, oh, you did kind of address that yeah, it's not cool exactly. to say that to someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, the issue of, mm. like, you know, his partner being like, I don't want to be like a freak and an outcast and I don't want people to treat me differently if they know this about me. And you're just like, mm. okay, like, that's a thoughtful moment. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's the thing. There, I, I think the reason that this is being lauded a little bit more also, especially amongst other trans folk, is that it is, there are moments in it that aren't terrible. For... 
There like, was, I laughed one time, and now I can't yeah. remember when it was. No, no, I can't do that. <laughs> but I did laugh once. I will give him that. Yeah. I had one, there was one laugh one. I think I think I had a couple. I think I had like one or two, but I was definitely fuming, and I was just like, "No, I'm just not gonna give this laugh." So you gotta work extra. There were also just else. so many but, like marriage jokes. Yeah. And I was like, are we in the fifties? This is right. so boring when and we tired. I, and I can't like, remember anyone's names because yeah, it's so hard yeah. to pay attention. But when we when he's <laughs> When he first is on the ship and he's being introduced to all his crew members in the first episode, and he meets the you know the mm-hmm. the the gentleman from the single gender species, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like oh that's very interesting I've never met a single gender species before I guess you don't have any fights about like leaving the toilet seat up and like whether you've like you know forgotten an anniversary or does what? he have mm-hmm. an original comedy bone in his body no like <laughs> not at all. I was like, Every joke is so cliche. Yeah. Old. And old. Just like Mm. there were just so many like stupid bad marriage jokes that I was like, this is so unnecessary. Like, like don't even bother putting it in. You're just wasting my time. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. You know, there are some Mm. people who don't think it's supposed to be a comedy. Wait, what? So the internet has been talking a lot because I think it's the internet. The internet has been talking a lot about how because it's just doing a terrible job if it's not a comedy. It's clearly a comedy. I mean, it's got the sitcom. It's it's beat beat laugh line, beat beat laugh line. You can see it. But a lot of people have decided it's not really a comedy, and I think it's because it's not funny, and they haven't figured out that it's just not funny, and they're just like, oh, I get it. Like there are some moments of humor, but it's actually supposed to be more serious, and you're like. No, no, it's just that no. unfunny. Because the jokes are crammed in, like crammed jokes. constantly. Yes. And but like, I mean, even at the worst moments. I'm not a like, huge Family Guy fan. Yeah. But Family Guy can make me laugh. Mm. This show cannot make me laugh. Mm. Like there were a lot of times where I was like, I know that's a joke because it went beat beat yeah, joke. Like, I but I don't even know what joke you were trying to make. Usually, mm. if it's not funny, I'm like, oh, I can see why that joke. Fell yeah. flat, but this time I was just like, "That was supposed to be." What are you making like, fun of right now? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was a puzzle, mm. but it is—it's a puzzle. <laughs> but not a and this episode movie. was like oh, no. so much like easier. a Rubik's cube missing a side, yeah, or something yes. like, or like maybe you're you like blindfolded while you're solve the I mean, people can do it, but I don't understand. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. yeah. My yeah. uncle just tried to teach me how to do it, and I was yeah. like, no, it's not going like, to happen. No. Yeah. Rubik's Cubes are much more entertaining than the Oracle. I'd rather um, do that than watch that again. So, is there a way to fix it? Could we fix it? Like, and we're not being paid... You'd save your A material for when they want to bring us on as consultants when they actually want to tackle trans shit. But are there any fixes that you can see that you're just like, if they had just done this? Here's my <laughs> advice. Mm-hmm. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, okay. I think this all could have been avoided if he, if he just hadn't even tried. Like, <laughs> as a cis straight white man like Mm. just maybe this isn't your story to tell ever thought about that maybe Mm. just leave it alone maybe Mm. like you're doing the trans community a better service by not trying to do anything for Mm. us just tell your own 
shitty, boring story and leave us mm -hmm. out of it. Like, I just don't think that you need to try to include us because we don't want you to. <laughs> yeah. it. Like, just don't. My <laughs> advice is just don't. And if you're going to do it, maybe have a trans person write it. Just a crazy thought. I'm sure no one's ever mm. gone there before. But just don't touch We're it. Not, we don't know how to write. Nobody I, here is a writer. No, what? nobody writes. That's it's a big part of being We're trans. That and we actually. shoot lasers out of our eyes. That's oh. another major thing of being Damn, trans. We can't write and we shoot lasers out of our eyes. Seems like a pretty fair trade-off, honestly. Right? <laughs> I'd rather shoot lasers out of my eyes. Looks like I'm right, never writing yeah. anything again, oh, but right. I know how to get someone else to write something right. for me. Yeah, <laughs> just chase them around, just shoot shooting at their feet. Yeah. Stop. Uh, instantly, we've made a much more interesting trans character Ooh. in a sci-fi setting. Okay, that's gonna be our new TV show. <laughs> I'm so there. Oh, like laser cast, but, <laughs> but laser honestly... trans. <laughs> for those who are only listening to the audio, Bear has just made the most delightful face that you fun. can see on Patreon. If you donate at least one dollar <laughs> to Patreon, you can watch the video. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. Yeah, if you're not yeah. on Patreon. There's some quality <laughs> bear faces. So how can we fix Ooh. it? All right, yeah. Can we fix it? Can't could we? I mean because the answer could be no. Taking a tact of I, I agree with Bear, yeah. but putting that aside for a moment, I think the very first thing you have to do mm. is you have to decide and commit and tell the audience whether you're talking about a species that is actually single gender, or if you're talking about a species that is misogynistic and has artificially created a state of only having males. Because if you're only one gender, it's not going to be male because then it would be male as versus female. Like mm. you're just one gender, right? Yeah. Mm. So that's a different story. And I, you know, you could tell an intersex story if you were an intersex creator and you wanted to tell that story or something like that. But, you know, I think, I think you need to be clear about what you're telling your audience mm. because there's a lot of room for, anyone can watch it. And I think that's maybe why like a lot of people thought it was great because you can sort of take away what you want to take away because mm. he doesn't actually say anything mm. really. Like the whole Rudolph thing is about allowing people to be who they are and not trying to change them because their aspects will be valuable, which is weird because I don't know how you get from a shiny red nose that can illuminate the sky to mm. a vagina. But wait, 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 is that not? What <laughs> I, mean, that is what I think I want that quote on a mug. Yeah. Honestly. Sorry. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. Uh, I stand no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But versus, uh -huh. you know, if the point is that you want to talk about a society that is misogynistic, I think mm. you can do that. It's a little outdated. I mean, I think we've all had the conversation about how women are not genetically stupider than men enough but if you want to do that you can mm. do that like and I think the the suggestion of finding a different way that doesn't accidentally wander into sex change mm. surgery territory to create a society that somehow mm. you know maybe all the women are relegated to one side of society and so if you have a female baby you give it away or I don't know but mm. just off the top of my head like something that doesn't become trans and you want to tell that story I think you can mm. you know they have the whole trial scene where they're like 
trying to prove to these people that women are strong and women are clever and mm. I, there's a story there i think mm. um but it's it's like he's trying it's like he's trying to tell sex stories so yeah. if i were to be fixing it i would pick one mm. and i would streamline all of the other stuff out of it and it would not be a trans story anymore because there's not actually anything in it that's really about being trans yeah I think I'm, I kind of agree with what you're saying. The only difference I would make is I think part of the problem is that we're not as a community of people who are known and their issues are understood by the public. We're not say we're cis gay culturists. Mm -hmm. And so I think he's also jumping into a place where I'm cherry picking bits and pieces that I don't fully understand, but the audience will get it. And I think that's the problem is like, you A, especially if you don't understand it, your audience isn't gonna get it. And B, if you're cherry picking from things that you're like, transish, I guess, I Googled it, <laughs> it's going to come off very confusing. Yeah. And there are going to be all sorts of new stereotypes that pop out that, people hadn't even thought about that are now like, okay, now this is a thing. And I, I think that's the problem because there are real life analogs to a lot of these things. And I think kind of mm -hmm. tackling the story that I know you were just mentioning, like don't ever do this type of story. Uh, and maybe Seth MacFarlane shouldn't ever do that type of story <laughs> anyway, but like there are real life analogs. Like if, uh, so friend of the show, uh, Puya Moseni, who was on here for the um, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, she did, it was uh, Too Long Foo. Mm. Um, she was in a show, uh, she is an Iranian immigrant over here, and in Iran, uh, it was the, wh whatever his name is, that guy who, uh, is running Iran, horrible person, anyway, the guy in charge of Iran, uh, he came over a couple of years ago and gave a speech talking about how there are no homosexuals in Iran, and everyone laughed, and he got very confused. And part of the reason that he's able to say that is because it is absolutely illegal. And one of the ways that they get rid of, quote unquote, get rid of homosexuality is if they find two people are in a homosexual couple, they will force one of them to get a surgery, so to speak. And so it was a very, it was a fascinating play. It was very well done. Uh, Puya acted it incredibly. Um, but it's, there are real life analogs and part of it is, I don't think, I think he wants to play captain as opposed to actually looking into what some of these real life analogs are and the people that are affected by them. Yeah. And I think that's the major failing is as much as he wants to have a, a sad ending, an ending that's vaguely Star Trek-ish because it doesn't have a happy resolution and it's not about them rushing in with guns ablazing to save the day, is that he's not doing the work to really understand why people are having these problems he just or like why these people are having this strife he's just saying oh yeah that stuff's bad don't do that i'm yeah. seth mcfarland and you're so, like which yeah. stuff seth and he's like Shh. The guy I don't worry about it. Remember the family guy? That's Thanks. my thing. No. I'm Seth MacFarlane. That's how he talks in real life. He doesn't. Let's make a poop yeah. joke. <laughs> hey, vomit time! Yeah. All right. Oh. So. Yeah. No, I agree. hundred yeah. percent. I agree with that. I, so why don't we get into some final thoughts? Um, 
We'll, we'll get into the questions that I normally ask. I think I already know the answer to all of them. But uh, do you have any final thoughts before we move into there? Final thoughts? Yeah, like anything you like just I need to get off your chest. Um, <laughs> when will mediocre white men stop being given millions of money to make mediocre shows? That I'm, other mediocre people like? Like, I just... Yeah. I'm... When will it stop? And can it be soon? Because I don't have, I've just already watched a lot of TV and I'm running out of not terrible things to watch. So mm. for my sake, stop. I have a thing I want people to stop doing. Okay. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, we're here to like talk about, mm. like get into the nitty gritty and have the conversations and watch the things so people don't have to, mm. um, you know, and that, and that sort of idea that not everybody should have to address mm. all these is transphobic questions all the time. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I feel very strongly about is they, they, they have that one conversation where the captain starts to question whether he's right to be like, no, you can't surgically alter your baby, you horrible person. Mm -hmm. And they, so they have that conversation. They're like, right. well, if we had a baby who was born with an extra leg, would it be okay to change, to surgically alter that yeah. baby mm -hmm. to have the correct number of legs? And is that different? Just, just stop. Like, I don't, that's one mm -hmm. of those conversations that I don't even want to like debate with people. Mm -hmm. Like, just stop making that argument. It's a false equivalency. Yep. There's no value in debating whether or not there's anything related to fixing your child's cleft palate versus fixing your child's genitals because of your preconceived notions of right. what gender and biological sex are look like. It's just, it's not a thing. Stop saying it. Mm -hmm. Just stop. Well, and, and I think a lot of people forget that it's only been within the last, I think, under 10 years that uh, performing quote-unquote normalization surgeries on uh, intersex children who are born with uh, what they call ambiguous genitalia. Um, with A, like it's only been considered illegal now to do so without even talking to the parents. Yeah. And that's within the last 10 yes. years. Like it was just industry standard for lack of a better term. Yeah. So there's there's a lot, again, there's a lot of things that are not being considered and that's why and I think in my hot take I was just like eh, it could have been worse and it could have been but at the same time I mean he could have this show he could have <laughs> yeah. like yeah I, don't know. I feel like it could have been worse shouldn't be the standard no yeah I mean, it can always be worse. Yeah. Like he didn't say, "Hey, let's all burn trans people at the stake." Mm -hmm. That would be worse. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's not a bar <laughs> right. that I'm setting for anyone to clear. See, when you say that, I hear Peter Griffin saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, let's all burn trans people at the stake." That's not. That's Barney Gumble. <laughs> <laughs> no, Barney Gumble. No. Well, it's closer than I could get. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Barney Gumble was all right. I guess not. <laughs> Yeah. On a new episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll do the uh, the two stop questions. Great. Uh, let's start with, did you enjoy it? And you can do a scale of one to ten. You can do a noise. Uh, you can do a motion because we have cameras. But then oh, you have to yeah. be a Patreon I would, subscriber. Yeah, you've got to be a Patreon subscriber for at least a dollar amazing a month. Motions uh, yep, we are doing these on Facebook Live. They'll be up for 24 hours, and after that, they're gone and they're moving to Patreon. So, 
Yeah. Uh, so do either of you feel impassioned and know the sound or the, the motion or the one to 10 scale on uh, how transphobic this is? I had a question. Wait. Jim was, did we enjoy it? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Start with did enjoyment. Did we enjoy it first? Did you enjoy it? No. No. <laughs> no. I didn't. I was like, no. Ugh. Yeah. I think, hmm. I think that the sound that I would make is the panic attack that I had when I was watching it because oh, that's God. how bad it is. So I'll spare you all that. But hmm. yeah, it's, it, it's bad. I, hmm. I did not enjoy it. I have watched... I've watched things that were technically more offensive mm. that were easier for me to watch. Mm. You know what does, like, sorry, I'm, I'm getting off track. You know what is doing crude humor extremely well and it actually showed me, like, this is the thing that I'm looking at to say, this is how you do crude humor, is Future Man. You know, you've talked a lot. I've seen on Facebook I you've been talking about it. Future Man, and yeah. I have yet to watch it, so I can't <laughs> Sorry, speak Bear. to that. It's, uh, it's on Hulu. It stars the guy that played PETA from The Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that he, guy. It's basically... Uh, oh, it's, I, can't, yeah. I finally sorted it's, out in my fun. head which yeah. is Future Man and which is Ready Player One. <laughs> it took me, like, this entire yeah. time, and I mm -hmm. finally, like, figured that out. So uh, I should watch mm -hmm. it, though. If, right. if for no other reason yeah. you recommend it. I, uh, we're we're going to cover it because there's a whole episode where he puts on women's clothing and things happen. And I actually oh. really enjoyed it. Really? But it it's still, we'll we'll talk about that. Okay, later. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that'll be an episode. Now. Okay, um, well now I'm going to go watch it. So, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Okay. But it's, I loved it. Uh, so yeah, so did I enjoy the Orville? <sighs> I didn't hate every minute of it. I, I was able to follow it, but at the same time, I did find myself screaming at bits and pieces of, like, particularly the sex change, because that was, like, one of the first things that you hear is, like, this, and so it says, like, you've set the tone. You've set the tone. Um, <laughs> so, for me, uh, if I had to give some sort of noise, it'd be like, ugh. It's a good noise. It's a good yeah. noise. It's just sad defeat. Um, cool. So is it transphobic? Yeah, one to ten is also a valid uh, metric. <sighs> <laughs> My gut reaction is yes. But like I said earlier, it wasn't clear enough about whether it's actually talking about trans things hmm. to be should I be offended or not? <laughs> so, like, I want to say yes, but I'm too confused to have a real answer. If he decides what this show is about, hmm. maybe, or what this episode was about, then hmm. maybe I could give an answer. But until then, <sighs> is my answer to the question. Well, my, my rubric for this show uh, that I've had to develop, because I feel mm. like, you know, we get more and more nuanced in the, in the mm. material we cover, and I used to just be able to be like, yes or no, or like, kind of. Mm. But my rubric <laughs> is, do I actively feel like the creator is afraid and or finds trans people distasteful? Mm. And whether or not that is true, do I feel like the subject matter actively causes fear or disgust of trans people in the viewers. And I don't really feel like it 
does either. I think it's trans ignorant. I think it spreads a lot of weird misinformation and throws around all the same terminology. I think it's harmful when people think these things are good because that reinforces in people's minds that they know about trans things. You always run into that where like people are like, well, I saw this television show or I read this thing and it taught me what trans is. And then they look at you and they're like, I know what trans is. And you're like, you're talking to a trans person, but okay. Um, so I think that's damaging, but I don't really feel like anyone's going to watch this and come away with it being like, ooh, trans people are really gross, or ooh, like I'm afraid that I'm going to meet a single gender species, and then surprise, they're not going to be. Mm. So it happens to me all the time. I just, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't feel like it's going to have that. I feel like the only yeah. damage it'll do is reinforcing mm. all of the stuff that everyone's already heard that it just basically mm. says again. So it could be worse in that aspect. Mm. But it is super triggery, at least for me. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, but okay. Like it's that kind of it's that kind of transphobia where it's just like it's it's the like because it's not the like this fictional Barney Gumble that I've apparently created who wants to burn all the trans people. <laughs> it's like, but it's in that like because it's still that still is in the family of transphobia. It's just that like almost. Not worse, but like equally but differently bad, where it's like, we're doing a good thing. And it's just like, yeah, because you're not. No. Like, you are yeah. absolutely but it's not. Like, it's like giving yourself a gold uh, star for the yeah. bare minimum or not even. It's yeah. like congratulating yourselves before you actually even did anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess my answer is yes. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, I think that just about wraps things up. Um, tell people how to find you if you want them to. Um, On the internet, not oh, like at your oh, house. Where you live, there. Tell us where you live. I want people to find you because they will. I enjoy the company, but I'm far. No, you can find me on the Instagrams at BearThePunk. Or uh, you can find my drag Instagrams at barely legal queen. I love your drag stuff, by the way. Name. <laughs> Thank I like you. Yeah. Uh, you can always find me on Facebook, Kelsey Jefferson Barrett, and I write for tour.com as well. And uh, just as an FYI, I didn't want to interrupt the conversation, but you received 1,000 points. We're talking about Seth MacFarlane throwing money around. This is not a <laughs> this is not a game. We don't have a point system, but you've received a thousand. So you're wow, the points don't matter, but uh, I still yeah. got it. Uh, awesome. And yes, uh, my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. You can find me on the web uh, at my website ashleylaurenrogers.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook as well as Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I am at Lucretia Deerfor. L U C R E T I A D E A R. The number four. And Is It Transphobic has its own Twitter as well, at Is It Transphobic. Yay! And if you want to make some motion, just so that we're getting the most out of our Patreon, uh, once again, this video will be live on Facebook Live for 24 hours, and then it'll go right over to Patreon. Donate a dollar a month or less. Well, no, or more. More. Only, more. yeah. You need to donate at least a dollar. And now that Patreon has finally figured out what it's doing, Yay. it's rolled back its stupid rules. 
uh, you, you can do that without worrying about hidden fees. So thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you here. I never know how to end this. So just keep doing things. <laughs> just keep doing Bye. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com. And as a special tribute to Krista, here is the stand-up act that I did at my Miss Trans New England competition way back in the day. Thank you so much, Krista. Rest in power. Who's Miss Ashley Rogers? Give it up for